Boom, we are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm really excited for this one. I'm going to be speaking with Nico Echeverry. I think I'm pronouncing that name right. I'm probably butchering it. Uh, I see him smiling in the waiting room, so I definitely butchered it. Um, But I'm really excited for this one. He's got a big title fight coming up. So uh, without further ado, um, I'm going to bring him on. I butchered that, didn't I? No, dude, you actually did really, really well. That was really good. Uh, uh, I would say not Esh, it's Etch, like Etch-a-Sketch. Okay, perfect. All right, man. So, so how you doing? Oh, man, things are good. Things are really, really good. I'm really looking forward to this fight. I was actually, I'm really looking forward to this interview. I've, it's got me kind of excited. Yeah, you're uh, you're a little over a, a month out. I mean, the long layoff with the pandemic and everything. So, so how have you been doing throughout the the pandemic? And and how how's the family? Uh, everything's actually been going really well through the pandemic. Uh, right whenever it hit. Uh, our gym was right on top of things. We made sure we converted a lot of our classes to Zoom, and I was still, still exercising. I was still training, doing my own training uh, in that time. And uh, we started to slowly implement more classes uh, as time went on, and as uh, uh, the policies kind of, you know, told us what we could, could, and could not do. And eventually, we got back to training, you know, with person-to-person training, a pretty, like sooner than I thought. And I actually, if I feel like I haven't missed a step, I feel like I haven't really taken any time off. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, the, the amount of, I mean, you, Max Holloway took a title fight with just Zoom training, so obviously it's effective, I guess. Um, how how hard was it to to adapt to that? Well, it, I well, I was leading most of the Zoom classes, so I was participating in them. But uh, I'll say it's kind of hard because. Without having a partner, that's a big thing because you don't have a body to help you uh, do the techniques with you. Because you're, you're gonna, it's basically kind of how in karate you're doing katas most of the time. So it's, I'm not saying it's not realistic, but it's definitely something different. I had to get used to it. I had to push myself more because you don't have a coach there or another person there to push you. Because that's something that you have to kind of find yourself. You have to find that discipline, which is something that I've had to do. Uh, throughout this whole uh, throughout this whole pandemic, just finding the discipline to, to sit down and train and to push myself just throughout the whole thing. You had a uh, you had a very busy 2019. Was it five fights you had in 2019? Um, not including the ones, the pullouts and the cancellations and all that. It was five, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, I believe it was. It was four. It was four what? fights. Yeah, it was four so, fights in 2019. So how so how crazy was it to come into 2020? You had some momentum, staying busy. Now you're on 10 month layoff. How different is it? Oh man, it felt weird. It, it I, I was the thing is, whenever um uh, 2020 rolled around, uh, my coach uh, Drew Tychek and I we decided that 2020 to 2022 would be a season. We would be we would be fighting possibly if we could every two to three months, and we would try to get ten, maybe even twelve fights within that time period. Maybe even go UFC or heck, win a few titles. Who knows? But with the whole pandemic, it just there's the monkey wrench and then boom, threw it, the wrench and all the gears. But with that time, it's all it because I had a really busy 2019, you know, I had a lot of lingering injuries. Yeah. And it gave me, even though I did have that fight in February, between February and now, I've had a lot of time to recover and to kind of just give me some breathing room, which is something that I definitely, uh, I, I definitely appreciate having. I, I look back on, I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely needed that. But now that it's getting back into the fight game uh, in December, I am, 
I've been more than eager to do that. I've been looking forward to it just ever since I saw the UFC doing fights on, you know, Fight Island in Vegas. I'm just like, okay, I need to get back into it. I need to get back to doing uh, what I love. Yeah, this is definitely the, the, I guess, the best year for for people outside the UFC and Bellator because people are getting calls on on last minute notice. Guys with like five and three records doesn't even have to be the, the best of records. Yeah, people who are competing in like Alaska FC and all these other not really well known organizations. So I think now is a the great time. Is that do you think that this title fight uh, is really like if you you win a title you could be on the doorstep of a UFC and a Bellator? Yeah, uh, I I mean. I see. I could see it as that. Yeah, I would. I would really like it to be honest. I mean, with the UFC, it's good name recognition. Uh, the month, the pay will be better, so that way I can focus solely on just training. I don't have to worry about okay. So, what? How are my finances this month? Okay, can I? I can pay for rent. Will I be able to pay for all this other stuff though? So that's gonna be something that I would definitely really like. But if that's if the title fight leads to that, then I am. I I will more be more than happy to take that. But if not, then it's just all I know is that it's going to lead to just more fights down the line, and even that is just going to be something that I I'm going to definitely uh, I'm going to definitely be happy with. Do you feel a little extra uh, pressure knowing that there's a belt at stake? Uh, I mean, there's I will say there is pressure, of course. I would say the pressure isn't from anybody else but myself because you know it's the fact that okay, it's a five round fight, it's co-main event. And the guy I'm fighting against is definitely no slouch. I've been lo- looking up a lot of, uh, not a lot of footage, but I've been, I've looked, I've looked him up on, uh, on Sherdog, on Topology, and everything. Looked up his record, and with him being a black belt in jujitsu, but he's got like tons of knockouts from what I've seen, and that's something that you know I, I take into account. And I'm just, yeah, there is a lot of pressure, but regardless of that, I tend to do very well under that pressure. It makes me work harder. I perform better. And I just have a it, it. It makes the fight that much more fun for me. Whenever I had that little bit of pressure on me, because that way I work like like I said, I work harder and I just have a lot more fun. Do you uh, are you someone who likes to watch film and, and try to dissect your opponent, or are you someone who kind of tends to just focus on your own game plan? I mean, I hear like guys like Chael Sonnen said they never watched film in their entire careers, which to me is crazy. Uh, if someone's telling me I'm fighting someone, I am going to know everything about them. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so what do you like? Do you uh, do you like to watch film or not? Uh, I would say that I do watch film, but I try not to watch too much because the thing is, is that it's kind of the way that the way I look at it is if I watch too much film, then I learn to respect them in a way. I'm not saying, oh, yeah, I don't respect them as a fighter. I respect everybody that I go against. I respect them as a fighter. But what I mean is I don't want to fear what they can do. Like if I see someone that has a really good ground game, I don't want to be like, well, I can't go to the ground with him because he's just going to, he's going to tool me that way. Or, oh, he has a real, he has a really good uh, left hook. I, I, I have to be aware of the left hook. I can't move to his left. No, the thing is that I can't, I, if I'm too, if I respect what they do too much, then I'm not going to be able to implement my own game plan because I focus on theirs. So what I have to do is I'm aware of the things that they like, but what the main, main thing is just, I just want to, Make sure they don't do it. I mean, that's the main. That's what any any person's game plan is. Make sure that they can't do what they like best. Yeah, you've had a you've had another chance at this at this title uh, a little while ago, and it didn't it didn't go your way. What is the biggest lesson you learned from that fight? Uh, keep your left hand up whenever they they like to throw the right hand. That would be the biggest lesson. Um, but um, you know, I would say that my biggest lesson is. 
man, don't make sure that the the ref knows what he's doing. I would say that's a big one. You know, I I I I'll, uh, there's the, I will be honest that 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 fight did you know leave a sore spot with me, but I, I do have a it also left me with a lot of uh it it made me it made me realize how how uh how many people you know support me and how many people love me and that left me with that you know even though I might not have a title I do have a lot of people that love and care about me so that's something that I learned and I I take with me now wherever I go so that's something that kind of reinforced with me. Yeah, I think that's. Uh that's key to, to so many guys. I mean, you hear about people like losing a fight and then their camp like turns on them or loses. And I think it's really important to have a, have a, have a strong camp. Um, speaking on your camp, a lot of people tend to go to a bigger team or, you know, move to an ATT or one of these other large, yeah. large gyms. You stay, you stay committed. What's the reason to, uh, to being loyal to that gym? And have you thought of maybe going to a, to a bigger gym? Uh, I've, I have thought about going to, you know, possibly going out to ATT or, you know, AKA anywhere really. But uh, my main thing with uh, staying at ACS MMA is uh, first thing, uh, it's a lot of money to go out and I don't make a lot of money being a local fighter. That's, you know, one thing, uh, especially during this whole quarantine and pandemic. It's it, like, you don't, you can't make a lot of money with it. And number two, Drew is one of those, one of those guys, one of those coaches that he's never stopped learning. He's never set in his ways. He's constantly learning. He's constantly learning new techniques, learning new, uh, uh, learning new methods of getting to different, doing different moves. And he's just learning new game plans. He's also learning different ways of cutting, dieting. He, he's, he's a, a student of the entire, of the entire, of all of MMA, whether it comes to the fighting or the fight prep. And the guy, I, I've been training with him ever since I started training. I, I've been with him for more than 10 years now. And he knows my game more than anybody else. He knows exactly how I fight. He knows exactly how to talk to me. And he knows exactly how to, you know, pull back and to encourage or not discourage, but to tell me, hey, or, or to critique. He knows how to critique me correctly. So yeah. he just, it's just that it, it's a lot to do with him, but it's also to do with you know, I have a lot of good training partners here that that can that not that don't just whenever I spar with them, they don't just stick with what they do best. They start to use the things that my opponent uses. So like they either start to do lots of wrestling or they start to do lots of, you know, just lots of striking it depending on who the who the who my who my opponent is. So I have like I said, it's like I said in the from the previous from the from your previous question about how I have this great support system. It's all comes back to that same great support system that uh, that I have here at ACS with the coaches and my teammates that has kept me here for so long. Yeah, you you hear about it so many times of guys moving away and and whatnot. Um, you said you've been there your entire career. What was it that ultimately led you to this? crazy sport we called mixed martial arts but to a lot of people it's fighting yeah ah uh, man uh my first exposure was whenever i watched well, it was like 2007 2008 and i watched a rerun of uh anderson silva knocking out uh chris Lieben in his first ever fight in like 38 seconds i was like Whoa! I was, it just it just blew me away and after that, I became like I was a casual fan of the sport. I but I always watched Anderson Silva fight because he was like the first guy I watched. And I was like, he's pretty awesome. Uh, then in 2010, I uh, I get a phone call. Oh, not phone call. I get a message from a buddy of mine saying, "Hey, Nico, come to uh, my gym and you should totally come train." I'm just like, all right, yeah, you're right. And 
at the time I was going through a really tough breakup and I needed something of an outlet. And I was, like I said, I was already a fan. So I started doing that and it became not, it, you know, most people, some people like kind of see a, uh, MMA or uh, any sort, sort of combat sport as a way to just get your anger out. But I yeah, see it as yeah. a way to control it. Because whenever you're training, if you train angry, then you tend to either hurt yourself or you hurt your teammates. And if you hurt yourself, you can't train anymore. If you hurt your teammates, then they don't want to train with you. So either way, you're not training. So I alert helped me learn to just take the anger and not not get not just you know push it down, but to focus on my training for just two hours. And then after I leave, then I can, you know, kind of, then, then the anger might come back or I'll be, I'll be a bit, I'll feel probably better, honestly. But for those for two hours, I'm in the there and then I'm, I'm right there in the here and now of, uh, of training. Cause like I said, if I focus on anything else, uh, something bad might happen. So that's my, that, that's what, that's what drew me into, that's what got me into it. And that's what kept me there for so long. And then eventually it just became the friends I made and all the experiences I've had and just, I mean, it's now, it really is my, my entire life now. <laughs> so that, that's what's kept me here. You, uh, you mentioned Anderson Silva, and obviously, uh, you know, he lost a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and, and that could be the end of it um, for him. And I I'm honestly hope he's done too, uh, personally. Okay. But uh, that being said, who do you have as the greatest of all time? Obviously, I'm Canadian. Uh, if you can't tell from the accent, I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I tend to lean towards GSB, yeah. But no, no bias there at all, none yeah. whatsoever. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but who do you have as the the greatest of all time? Oh God, I mean, I can give favorites, but if it go if it's to the goat, I, I'll honestly have to side with you with GSP. Just like you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pander to my to my interviewer. I, I swear, but um, <laughs> but no, it's just. The fact that so number one, the guy was just so dominant as a champion. Like so, you know, we can we can let's let let's kind of put the Johnny Hendricks fight to the side. Let's look yep. at his entire career as a whole. So, as a whole, you know, he had two losses. He lost to Matt Sarah and Matt Hughes. Both fights, he came back and he demolished both of them. And and every single other person he's fought, he has beaten quite handedly. Aside from, like I said, Johnny Hendricks, and you could possibly argue Michael Bisbing whenever, like yeah. Michael Bisbing in his last fight. But throughout all of his career, he's constantly he's gotten better. He's he's changed his style from being just a wrestler to guy that became had got who became a really good boxer. He has just been just completely just decimating everybody, and I say I see him as probably the greatest of all time for, for that reason. And also just the fact that he's just a very chill and down to earth kind of guy. Like from all the interviews that I've seen, he seems to be just genuinely nice and he genuinely loves training and martial arts. So yeah, I, I give that to GSP all day. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm the same boat. I mean, Khabib for me is also equal in terms of dominance, but I just don't think his uh, legacy, I guess, he doesn't have as many defenses. He hasn't beaten the same caliber opponents. The yeah. list goes on and on. But I mean, when you go twenty nine and all without losing a round, it's oh man, it's yeah. So I mean, there's so many great guys there, and, and uh, yeah. I have George because of like you said his character and whatnot. But John Jones, uh, Mighty Mouse, et cetera, et cetera. Man, it's it's crazy to to, to see that. That being said, which fighter 
whether it's current or former, do you think that you've either uh, emulated in your game or uh, someone that you've idolized um, to the extent that you can compare yourself to them? I would I, I would like to compare myself to Khabib because a lot of my fighting, uh, uh, the way that I started fighting was like him. He was a wrestler. And I, I, I'll, I'll say this right now. Most people have asked me, Nico, have you you probably wrestled in high school or college? No, I haven't. I didn't wrestle a day in my life until I started training. And I just kind of, I, I latched on to wrestling. And the whole grinding mentality of wrestling, I love it. Because you take a person down and you keep them down, no matter how hard they get up, and you just hit them in the head until they say, stop, 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 stop. It, which is something that I really like, because it's all about control, and I love that. But lately, I've just, I feel, I've been, I've been trying to not grow away from that, but I'm trying to expand my game more. So I would, I would say that grappling-wise, definitely, I would say, I Feel like Khabib in a way, but overall, I I would, I honestly would rather be more compared to GSP one uh, one point or another because I feel like I'm constantly adding more to my skill set as I as I go on because I'm not just uh, a grappler anymore. I'm not just a guy who's won by by submissions. I'm a guy who strikes now. I've won by knockout. Yeah, I do grapple, but at the same time, it's you can't just be afraid of. Okay, I can't just go to the ground with him okay, now I have to be aware of the things that he can do while he's standing. So uh, that's, I would, that's, that's who I would say that I'd be compared to. I want to ask you one last one, and then I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, then I'll let you go. Um, sure, for people who haven't seen you fight, uh, maybe they aren't familiar with you or haven't watched uh, any of your performances there at Fury FC, what can you say uh, about your fighting style? And, uh, and I guess, what can they expect on December 12th? For my fighting style, it's going to be a hmm. It's going to be a fun time. There's going to be striking. There will be grappling, and there will more than likely be a little bit of blood. Regardless, I'll just I'll say that. I don't want to give away too much stuff, but if you've seen enough, if people have seen film on me, they know that I I have the I have the hands. I have the legs, I have the knees, and I have the grappling chops for it. So it doesn't matter where the fight will go, it's going to be fireworks. And as far as December 12th comes along, I am really looking forward to fighting Mr. Uh, Mr. I believe it's Freitas. I'm, I, hope I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But I'm, 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 so I'm, it, he's, not, he's, not the, he's not in the broadcast room, is he? Yeah, no, he's, he's next, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I'm uh, – but – Regardless of how the fight goes, it's going to be a lot of fun. The guy's a black belt. He, he's got some good hands. So I think it's going to lead to a really good fight, whether it goes to the ground or whether it stays standing, because I think that the fight, it's, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to see it. I don't think it's going to go to the fifth round. I think it's going to, I think it's going to end by a finish. And I'm, and by, for me, I think it's probably going to be a KO. And I'm, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. All right, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you're yeah. a little over a month out, so all the best, man. Stay safe. Don't yeah. catch anything. And, uh, man, I can't wait to watch you fight. Yeah, that's it. appreciate it, Sergio. Looking forward to you know talking to you again soon, man. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Yeah, please, please. All right, man. All the best. Will do. All right, there you have it. Nico Etch a very like Etch a sketch, like he said. Uh, man, I can't wait for his fight, December 12th. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you donate to prostate cancer. That's why I'm growing this, this whole thing out. Um, and I will see you guys next time.